when you are going fast in auditions, you don't have time to look at and say, you know, how do I feel about this? You know, I'm going to read a passage from this poem to get me in the mood. I'm going to go, you know, get a hat out of my closet. We don't have that time. You know what I mean? It would be nice, but that's not our business. So that means we have to build ourselves these archetypes, these characters that we draw from that automatically switch and give us the context we need to bring depth to a character that would normally take someone a couple of weeks to build. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of Mission Audition. Thank you so much for joining us. Mission Audition is the voiceover podcast where we listen to real auditions from Voices members and we get to hear feedback from world-class voiceover coaches. My name is Vanessa, community manager, and I am joined by today's co-host, Randy, content producer here at Voices. Hey, hey, hello, everyone. Today's topic is physical voice acting, bringing your performances to life. And before we get into the auditions, let me introduce our amazing guest here, Anthony Pika. Anthony is a seasoned voiceover actor and voiceover coach with over a decade of experience in the industry. He's lent his voice to a wide range of projects, including animation, video games, commercials, audiobooks, you name it. In addition to his work as a voice actor, Anthony also coaches others looking to break into the field and improve their skills and runs a VO's Journey Elite Academy. He's known for his ability to help his students find their unique voices and bring their performances to life. Anthony's extensive knowledge and experience makes him a valuable resource to those looking to succeed in this voiceover industry. And in his coaching sessions, he focuses on technique, interpretation, and finding the right approach to a variety of projects, which makes you such a great fit for today's episode. Anthony, uh, would you like to say hello? Absolutely. Hello. I love the, the the opening. It's so fun when you read something like that and you listen to it. You're like, oh, wow, this is great. That's me. <laughs> That's right. No, thank you guys so much for having me. This is wonderful. I'm really excited. Such a great start to the new year to have you as well. Oh, well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's really great to have you here on this show. I am so ready to hear what Anthony has to say because these auditions were so different individually. Yeah, I totally agree. So let's jump into what this audition is all about. It's the artistic direction that the talent rather would have received before auditioning. So here's the artistic direction. The voice actor who performs the intro of each Goldspotters pod episode will ideally mirror the target audience, adolescences who work hard, harbor lofty dreams, and are bound by their love of all things music. The majority of our users are based in the tri-state area, so we're interested in reads with a tinge of that accent while being open to their own interpretations. We're looking for a voice who can briefly introduce our listeners to a series of topics related to music producing and getting their tracks heard. Our hosts should be able to alternate between precise, detailed reads to a more conversational format with ease, while consistently relating with our listeners through cool, casual delivery. The style is conversational, informative, hip-hop with a New York, New Jersey, Bronx, Brooklyn accent. The voice ages a teenager from 13 to 17 years old. Anthony, what are your thoughts on a direction that is this complex? <laughs> well, first off, I was I was waiting for that that description to have in there, you know, also be able to wash windows while you're doing this. I mean, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, we uh, voice actors, we go through this constantly where there's just so many uh, directions and sometimes they contradict each other. So I think... Um, you know, for starters, with this piece, the big part to me, actually, that is in here is is on that first paragraph says the last part of the last sentence, while being open to other interpretations. This is when you're faced with something, especially that, you know, conversational informative hip hop with a New York, New Jersey, Brooklyn accent. The voice age is a teenager around 13 to 17 years old. I mean, this is not most of us. So... You know, when you are faced with something like this, all right, give it your shot. But listen, here's the thing what I do. When they're saying they're open interpretations, you know, bring bring what you feel is uniquely you. Because right now, especially right. now more than ever, going into 2023 or what we're dealing with, you've got to bring what is uniquely you over, you know, just what you think is what everyone else is doing. So I, I would say that it's open interpretation. So if you feel like we're going to listen to some auditions and you feel like you I want audition for this, but maybe I'm not a 13 year old, you know, person who's, um, you know, got a hip hop hip hop style. you like, should I audition? Should I not audition? 
you know, I think at this point, you know, interpret it the way you can and go for it. Why not? So you think they've kind of opened the floodgate for anyone because they said they're open to everyone's interpretation? Right. Usually when you see people who are this precise about things, uh, a lot of times they, you know, they they have something in their mind. However, what they're really looking for is for you to make them believe you. I mean, for you to make them believe, believe in what they, you know, they're trying to sell in this case, you know, this podcast. But I I really do think they're open. I really do. And I, I think that especially with this, ideally, you could have someone like this, but, you know, they could look at they could listen to a 13 to 17 year old be like, you know, they, they're I'm not feeling the the fire that they have, because I know like my son, he's 14 years old, you know, and a lot of what he brings. And that's another thing, too, uh, research wise. But a lot of what he would do as just being my 14 year old son is a very non you know, it's like stand off me. You know, I mean, it's not right. a very, you know, we're really passionate about this topic. You know, that's not what young people really are. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them. I mean, not that they're True. not passionate, but you know what I mean? Right. You know, it's more like, you know, this is what it is. You know, it's fine. So, yeah. So I, I do think that you can bring that. And that's where sometimes doing multiple takes helps you right. a lot. You know, give them a couple different takes in that sense, because give them one that's that way and give them one that's another way. Okay, that's a great take. Let's uh, jump into audition number one. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Gold Spotters, the pod all about cutting your teeth and getting noticed in the music biz. Today, we're taking an in-depth look at crafting original cover art that captures both the vibe of your track and who you are as an artist. Plus, I'll teach you how to create a looping visual to enliven your image on streaming platforms. Wow, what a great first audition. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely thought that this one showcased a tinge of a New Jersey Bronx accent. Yes. The delivery felt casual to me um, and at ease, but what's your take, Anthony? Yeah, um, I I really liked the effort that this person made to bring what they were asking for. And a lot of times, uh, with all things being equal, female voices can often have a little easier way of bringing a younger sounding voice because younger voices usually have a little bit of higher pitches in them. Um, So I thought that that was a really, a really good take. But what I really liked specifically about this one too, was, is that it wasn't forced. I thought they did a really good job of just saying, you know, this information without making it over the top or trying too hard, you know, and that is also a great indication that, you know, we could believe this person. So I, I thought they did very good. Yeah, absolutely. Can I ask what, what your take is on uh, performing in accents that may not be your native accent? So I'm a, I'm a, uh, a theater person by trade. That's what I, I went to school for, and I got my bachelor's and master's degree in, in performance. And the old adage was, you know, if you can't do a, an accent well, don't do it. Do it in your <laughs> own voice. Uh, just because it'll be it'll be worse if you if you if you can't. However, with what we do, okay, I think that more now than ever, the versatility that you that we need to display is more important. Um, so, I would say though that if you feel like you know, or you've gotten feedback that maybe your accent isn't up to par, I would rather you knock it out of the park without an accent. Then try right. to do an accent and it just fall flat on its face. Yeah. It can be tricky for sure. Yeah. I've heard the concern where like sometimes the client might not know if the accent is authentic, but the audience where that project is going to be displayed, maybe they're putting out a Scottish ad and they don't know that the accent the person's putting on isn't authentic until that ad lands in Scotland. People are listening to the radio thinking, what is that? Like that is, that's an American <laughs> doing a Scottish accent. Why am I listening to that? But the client might have been in LA. They don't know. They don't. Well, no, you're you're absolutely right. So I worked with, uh, you know, I work with a lot of, uh, I have mentor students or with a lot of students and and one of them, um, she's from a place in uh, the UK where, um, you know, it's outside of London um, and, but her accent, it's really unique because it's, uh, especially there, there's just, uh, and and forgive me because I don't know exactly all the names of their, the, the styles, accents there. But it's it's not necessarily a royal accent, you know, um, and she calls more of like a a London accent. But it's very unique because how she speaks, it's it it would be 
very odd if it was put in another spot where it was supposed to sound like she came from a different area. And it's right. the same thing with here, like you said, even and especially in our country. My goodness, uh, I'm from uh, Virginia and there's places in Virginia that I mean, just in one state where there's so many different accents and then mm-hmm. you add in the military. So, <laughs> you know, it could be anywhere. So, yeah. 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 It really is. Um, it really is important to be able to bring the right sound to where you are located. But I'm a big advocate for I'd rather you go all in with what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes these people, I mean, the, these people might be like, "Man, that was so good." We don't. What's w- fine? We don't care. Mm-hmm. Real. I mean, I, I mean, they said they were open for interpretations. I mean, they they did put that in there on purpose. Yeah, they'll know it when they hear it, right? They'll mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. Awesome. Well, these are fantastic tips. I hope our listeners at home have a pencil and paper handy because these are very valuable feedback. Um, let's jump into our second audition here. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Gold Spotters, the pod all about cutting your teeth and getting noticed in the music biz. Today, we're taking an in-depth look at crafting original cover art that captures both the vibe of your track and who you are as an artist. Plus, I'll teach you how to create a looping visual to enliven your image on streaming platforms. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Gold Spotters, the pod all about cutting your teeth and getting noticed in the music biz. Today, we're taking an in-depth look at creating original cover art that captures both the vibe of your track and who you are as an artist. Plus, I'll teach you how to create a looping visual to enliven your image on streaming platforms. Well, I like that he's playing with inflection a lot, and it strikes me as sort of a nod to like the radio broadcaster sound, but I feel like he does it with that conversational approach, which is a cool balance. I would say the audio engineer in me wants to hear him get a smidge closer to his microphone. I, I was feeling like I was hearing a bit of reflections in his audio. I think snugging up on that mic a little bit would address those concerns. Anthony, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I definitely mirror what you said about the audio. Um, I actually, I really like, I really like this audition um, too, specifically because this was, I think, just from a standpoint of male and age-wise, that this particular audition probably matched if we had a match closest to what they were looking for. Um, you know, I would, you know, and, and it's funny because who knows, that's the wonderful thing I love about voiceover too, is that you don't know what the prowl the person is on the other side and and who they are mm-hmm. and everything, which is what I part of what I love about what we do. But the sound of this person's voice did match uh, a lot more to the age. Now, the spe- right. specifically with the accent, of course, they went a different direction with the accent, right? They just kept their own accent. Um, so again, you know, this was, you know, f- for me again, closer to the age, but I, I'm also saying kind of what you were saying, um, or what I feel like I would love for this, this particular one too, to give, like, give me more, you know, let loose. I do a lot of podcast intros and outros. I've done so many <laughs> and, and it's interesting. Now, I'm not, now all of them, of course, all of them are different. But one thing like the style that I love is that, you know, it's something that's supposed to grab your attention. It's something that's supposed to be like, hey, listen, we're, you know, this is the show. It's a tag, you know, it becomes a brand, that intro. And so part of that, part of that is, is making a mark. Now their instructions are important. We listen to the directions, but, you know, I would love for, because I think this, this particular person has the right voice style for this, at least a younger sounding age. Um, but definitely even feel free to go all in even more, like get, give me, give me a little bit more excitement in it. And I think, and I think you'll find that you'll have more fun. And that's another little tip too. I always said this, when you're having fun, you can hear it. Yep. Uh, I'm not saying this person wasn't having fun. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, when you're having fun, when you, when you like what you put out, other people will too. If you're confused or you don't know, other people will be as well. It's incredible uh, that in intuition. I think you, you know, uh, we mentioned that earlier too. But yeah, I, I really did love this one too. And uh, but I would have loved to see even more. I think they could have gone even bigger, and it wouldn't have taken away from it. I think it would have added. Awesome, awesome. Well, I hope at home all the people listening can tell just how much fun we're having recording this podcast. <laughs> but let's jump into audition number three. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Gold Spotters. 
the pod all about cutting your teeth and getting noticed in the music biz. Today, we're taking an in-depth look at crafting original cover art that captures both the vibe of your track and who you are as an artist. Plus, I'll teach you how to create a looping visual to enliven your image on streaming platforms. Let's get started. Okay, so I have some feedback on this one. Um, I thought that this audition sounded a bit closer to being a podcast host. It was like nice and slow. You could hear what he was talking about. It wasn't too fast. Um, he gave that introduction type of feeling. But yeah. what are your thoughts, Anthony? Yeah, no, um, I, I'm right there. I agree with you. And so here's something to that we, we've been talking about a lot uh, recently. And and I said this at the, the top of the this show so far is being uniquely you. What I really liked about throughout this piece you heard, there was moments that were unpredictable. I don't know right now, you know, and I, I shudder to mention AI, but it's important because it's everywhere. The unpredictability mm-hmm. yeah. that we have is more important than ever. The act that that our acting and our styles bring. And I love that one that one spot where it kind of faded the, the they faded off a little bit. It just made me feel like I was I was listening to something real. Sometimes yeah. we speak too good. I know that sounds silly, right. but right, sometimes we're too darn good when we speak. It's like no one speaks like that, you know. So it, it bringing some of that raw, uh, some of that um, intuitive style that just comes out of you while you're going. Don't fight it. Everybody listening, don't fight your um, your intuition. Don't fight what you you feel like you should do there. Go with it. Go for it. That's what makes it really fun and interesting and different. And I really like that about this particular one. The whole piece uh, was – it felt like you, like you said. It felt more like an intro, like I could listen to it. And it gave me kind of like, hey, you know, this is the piece. It just made me want yeah, to start like talking. sitting there like with it. them, you know? That's right. <laughs> it just made yeah. me want to do it. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like this one. I like this one. Um, now, I think they could have even – I'm going to say it probably for all of these. I think they could have even done more. Like ran with that okay. and given a little bit even more, just a little bit. But I love the overall feel of this one. So yeah, nicely done. I feel like that's the authenticity part of things that that good voice actors. That's what really separates them. That's the you know it's so easy to cling on to someone when they're being authentic and it doesn't sound like they're reading a script. And even if you know they are, it's clearly a script. It's a long you know intro. But when you feel like oh man, that like I just I'm I'm with them. I'm right there. It's we're, we're hanging out. He's my buddy. No, absolutely. And, you know, it's something funny. So when I when I was first starting out, and this go to this, is I used to <laughs> – I was doing so many auditions, and I think we probably all get to – we, when we're first starting, we're afraid. We're afraid that – and it's so funny because we're by ourselves. Sometimes people, you know, we, we don't even necessarily get listened to, but one person will listen to us. And, you know, but we're scared. We're scared we're going to – break something almost if we if we do something like outside the box you know and and i think i got to a point where i was doing so many auditions where i was kind of like and this is crazy i'm not telling anybody to do this but at a point where i was like uh i would do an audition i was like is anyone listening to this audition on the other end (laughs) but you you do feel like sometimes who am i you know am i doing something that people are actually going to even hear but if so what impact is it making and, and who am I really performing for? And that really got me to realizing, too, later on that take the chances. Go for it. That really – we we had uh, Pat Fraley um, come do a, a webinar for us recently. And, you know, um, the, the big thing that he talked about his whole career revolved around was doing the opposite of what everyone else did. And it feels weird for us because we're like, well, all these people are getting work, so I should do what they're doing. But the reality is, is that if you do what they're doing, well, they're going to keep getting the work because you're doing the same thing. You've got to step out on your own. And and that's one thing I love about voiceover is you can do it with no one around. You don't have to worry about people staring at you while you're doing, while you're running around your booth, acting crazy, throwing your hands up in the air. You know, this whole series or what we're doing is about the physicality of voice acting. That's the wonderful thing is you don't have to worry about people staring at you, but you can bring that excitement. Yeah. So anyways, that was sorry. That was a long just just spout off no, about okay. it. But but go for it. Have fun with it. Make it different and unique. Who? Because the reality is you're going to do so many of these auditions. You're pumping them out. My goodness, you might as well have a good time while you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how you just find your own flow to it as well and kind of just have your own. 
almost identity mm-hmm. and not almost be like a replica of other people because you're just trying to copy, right? No, you're absolutely right. And and understanding that you are not going to be right for everybody. And that is not an indication that you are bad at what you do either. So many times we think, Say you know, it louder I, for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are not, all right, going to get every single job. It is just not what it's not possible. I always say I, I always used to tell my actors, you know, auditioning too. And I still do. You know, if I was being if I was auditioning, I would never get hired to be like a six foot four basketball player. I, I'm five eight. I do not look like a basketball player. I would never be. That doesn't mean I'm not a good actor. It right. just means I don't fit the role. All right. And what we do as performers, there are roles. And that doesn't mean you don't try. But the reality is, is that that's why it's so important for you to stay who you are, go all in, and you do enough of these that you will get to those people who are looking for you. But there'll be a lot of people who will enjoy your stuff, but they're not looking for you. But it's not an indictment on your performance ability. That's why we always give the feedback, you know, don't don't spend don't spend an hour on an audition. That's it's, mm. you, you could be spending an hour polishing the perfect audition that's going to the wrong client for the wrong job. You need to do enough auditions yeah. to get to the right people. Absolutely. Right on. OK, awesome insight there, Anthony. Um, I think that feedback would be actually v- really valuable to beginners, but even advanced voice actors and especially those listening. Let's move on to audition number four. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Gold Spotters. The pod all about cutting your teeth and getting noticed in the music biz. Today, we're taking an in-depth look at crafting original cover art that captures both the vibe of your track and who you are as an artist. Plus, I'll teach you how to create a looping visual to enliven your image on streaming platforms. All right. I love this guy's voice. I want him to narrate my entire life. Uh, Anthony, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah, I, I really do. I really do like this guy's voice. So... You know, we just finished talking so much about being unique and sticking to, you know, your particular style. You know, it's so evident when we hear a voice actor have a style. And, you know, this person definitely has a great style. Now, whether they have that accent normally or not, I don't know, but they did it so well that I felt like it was a style very well in their lane. This is a hard piece because the directions are asking for a young sounding person, right? So, but at the same time, what I love about this is they said they're open to interpretations. So this is, I think, a perfect, because this this particular audition filled the field, the, the, to me, it filled all of the criteria Except the young, the 13 to 17 year old one. But again, I mean, it's, it, you got to go for it because I think they could just as well go with this one as with a younger sounding one. Because to me, this this one also just almost like like the last one. But this one, the voice style, the richness of the voice, it was just fun. <laughs> it was just great to listen to, you know. So, yeah. So I, I loved it. I loved it. Um I do think, though, it does make an effort. So something about – and this is about for everybody. Just because you don't have necessarily a young-sounding voice doesn't mean that there aren't characteristics of y- that younger-sounding voices or, or younger people follow, right? So, for example, um, for some reason, we as older older people, we, we, we tend to start to draw out our words long, longer. They They, they – and maybe because we feel they have more meanings or or we, especially as voice actors, like I said, we we're saying before that we speak very well. All our words are just said perfectly. But as we are younger, that's less of a care. Okay. And, and, mm. but there's a bridge there to be made between how do I care less about necessarily the words I'm saying, but still make them clear so that people can understand them. It's practice. It's doing this over, you know, trying different things, being willing to play and screw up. That was just a long thing to say that I really enjoyed this, but I would have <laughs> loved to hear them also try to do it uh, again, where it was even a little bit, uh, because the words, it felt like, man, you know, this is just like, I'd be, you know, walk this way. I'd be like, okay. I mean, a guy has really <laughs> great voice, but I would love to see him also play around with being a little bit younger sounding when it came to, the elongating of the words, 
mean, the, okay. the, 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 the accent, the Bronx accent and everything, you know, it's forget about it. It's already very fast and it's not, you know, it's, it's almost, you know, cause it, 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 it marries that transatlantic type of sound with Italian or whatever you, however, however it's, it's come to, to be, but you know, the, the speed of the words with pauses can help maybe sound a little bit younger. Anyways, with all that being said, I, I loved it. I loved it. So uh, it was just great. You're right. Great voice. Guys got a great voice. It's funny because when we were um, reviewing these auditions, I'm Italian. So when we were reviewing these auditions, I was like, oh, my gosh, this sounds like my uncle or something like that. <laughs> I thought it was just hilarious. I'm mm -hmm. like, I like this one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So overall, so I liked it. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a, a risk of leaning too much into a style ever? Um. So I will say this particular style of all the work that I've done actually has some of the least amount of work. Um, but I find that more and more, you know, neutral, you know, the, the neutral American with a hint of Southern style to it has become the main look especially for people in the world and in, in Europe. Um, but I, I, I think that if you're going to lean into a style, just like we were talking before, make it yours. I mean, go all in with it and be, you know, be good at it. Don't just do it halfway. So I think the danger is if you go into it and, you know, you only rely on that. And if it's not working for you, you stop with everything going on again adapting to what's happening is is vital for us as voice actors right we've got to adapt so i don't know if i answered the question as good as because yeah. it was a good question because i think a lot of people would be like you know this is this is how i speak should i go all in or should i work on something else yeah. and i think that what we were talking about you definitely should go all in at the same time though be open for the fact that there is going to be just like we talked about it's not going to be for everybody yeah, which means you or every project too, right? Like exactly. I think of that voice being used on a um, a company, you know, digital communities with the you know all these like digital ads that go out where they're talking about their new product or something that might not that style might not lend itself as well to that type of a read as it does to something like this, which I feel like is just so buttery for this type of a, mm -hmm. of a role. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely, and you know it'd be interesting too to see, and we don't ever we we probably never get to see this a lot of times, especially in auditions, but it would have been great to hear an episode, like to see like, you know, of, of the podcast. Now, sometimes there will be podcasts out there. Now, in this particular situation, we are focusing on speed with auditioning. So it's not something that we want to spend time looking, going to, you know, someplace and trying to find a podcast. But, you know, in, in an absence of context, it is your job to make it up. And how you make it up might win or might lose, but you should do it anyways. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I but but the voice of the yeah the voice of this person very nice, very nice. Really enjoyed it. Now on that topic of speed, I know that you have a, a, a billion things going on with coaching and, and tutoring and voice acting yourself. What would you say in the peak of your auditioning? How many auditions were you sending in in a day? So what I try to do is five minutes or less is how I judge or how I what I shoot for. Um, and so the idea is, is that, you know, if my goal is to 20 to 30 auditions a day, right, that's not going to take me more than an hour or two. Right. Um, especially because of time. Now, I'm doing this full time. There's probably many listeners who are working a full time job who don't have even that luxury. Um, but so that means your speed and efficiency is everything. So to me, I do feel like, and especially last time, it was good. The last couple of times I've met with David, it's nice. Every time I keep meeting with David, he brings more and more data, which I love. So he knows. <laughs> but, but you know, the last thing we talked about, you know, the amount of people audition, like how much auditioning people were doing. And I think that's important for people to know because a lot of times I work with people, they're like, uh, the, the fear is, is I'm doing... I'm no, I'm no good at this. Uh, I, I need to. I, I should quit. I should not do this because I'm just not getting work. And then when you dive a little deeper about how much auditioning they're doing, you kind of find out. Well, they're you know um, putting a lot of their 
feelings onto just a couple of auditions. So I know for me, when I go to a time where I don't audition heavily, I'm going to pump out as many auditions as I can in that time. So at least, I mean, I don't feel like it's at least worth it unless I'm doing 20 or 30 a day. And, and that's daunting for some people if we haven't, you haven't mastered that ability, ability to be fast and efficient. I wanted to dive into, sorry, and you guys just tell me to shut up um, when you want me to. <laughs> Never. But I wanted to dive into archetypes because I think that is a big thing, again, which I just said before about the lack of context. When you are going fast in auditions, you don't have time to look at and say, you know, how do I feel about this? You know, I'm going to read a passage from this poem to get me in the mood. I'm going to go, you know, get a hat out of my class. We don't have that time. You know what I mean? It would be nice, but that's not what that's not our business. So that means we have to build ourselves these archetypes, these characters that we draw from that automatically switch and give us the context we need to bring depth to a character that would normally take someone a couple of weeks to build. All right. So to do that, you know, that's where your training outside of this is very important as well. That's where, you know, either either with a if if you can afford to work with a coach or the academy, you know, the elite academy or any place, right? Even on your own, starting to build in some different characters, and I call everything characters. So I, you know, in theater you have lead roles, like lead actors, and then you have character actors. I don't believe that. I believe in everything's characters, whether you know, because we're we're all being paid to perform. So we're characters. Whether those are more realistic than others, that 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 can be said. But I, I'm a firm believer that if 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 I get an audition and they're asking me for, you know, we we want this to be passionate, and we want you to move us to be inspirational. Well, where do I have that archetype already built into my tool belt? Can I reach into it and be like, okay, this is the style I've used. I this is what I like, and I I've practiced this. Go. If I don't have that, it's going to be like I'm shooting darts into the uh, at a blank wall. I don't know if I'm doing it right. And then if I'm doing it right or wrong, how do you even know that? Well, you have got feedback or you have compared to it. One thing I love about voices and uh, too is that there's so many uh, people that you can listen to and cross-reference what's going on. But even things like YouTube and, and places where you can go and search for specific types of voiceover styles, reference them too. I have references where I'm like, okay, I know this style. I've got a reference style. And I go to and I'll be like, okay, well, um, I want to be, you know, this this wisdom, you know, men, men my age, you know, it's, it's ideal that we have this grovelly wisdom sounding like we've been through, you know, the woodcutter and... <laughs> You know, it's it's just important to sound that way, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and for some reason that. we're like, we believe them now. Um, <laughs> I want to go buy, you know, a, a Dodge Ram. So I think yeah. <laughs> that's where do you get that style? Because we don't normally talk. At least some of most of us do. Some people do, and that's good for them. But you have references. That means you go and you imitate. Acting is imitation. We're imitating emotion. We're imitating real life. So the better imitator, now I didn't say impersonator, impersonation is a part of what we do too, but I'm talking about imitating, imitating cadence, feelings, emotions, delivery styles, not voice, not sounds of voices, but the, the feeling that, is, that a, a way of saying something. I call it the Disney effect too. So you say, um, you know, every Disney story, right? Once upon a time in a faraway world lived a princess. Well, that ca that cadence, that pitch variation, and that change, you can add that to all sorts of storytelling, like beginnings of telling a story, and we're like, oh, this is a story. Mm -hmm. Because we're familiar with the sound, the speed, the pitch variation, the changes. Um, and so building that into your repertoire will help you be a lot faster and, in the end, give great performances quickly and efficiently which is what the name of the game is for us so that was a long that was a long uh speech that was no that's great that was it's, awesome. it's like when hollywood actors try to cry right on on when they're on camera or have to make themselves cry they've got to not only understand what that's supposed to look like and feel like but actually recalling a time when maybe they've cried before or putting themselves like how how do i feel when i do this how does this this 
how do I embody this whole feeling so that I can show I, it? I love that you brought that up because I did. Um, I directed a play, Our Town, and um, I had a, a young young um, uh, woman who was the lead. She she had to cry at the same part every night, and you know, teaching someone to cry. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, it's you're an actor if you can cry." But here's the thing: How do you teach? someone to bring about an emotion on cue when that is not a part of a normal everyday thing. Well, yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll say, well, practice for one, but here's the other one. And, and it's what it aptly named what this series is about is physicality. So outward expression brings about, all right, inward emotion. So meaning that Everything that we do is tied to a physical action or movement. When you cry, for example, right, think about what you physically do when you cry, okay? Your posture changes, okay? You hum you're usually hunched over, all right? You usually pull your arms in. Sometimes, a lot of times, we cover our faces, all right? We, we change all of this physicality. By doing this, it puts you into a position to where you can bring about an emotional response. That's why with voice acting too, physicality within the realm of what we have, which we have the ability to be as physical as we need, can bring about, again, that archetype we were talking about, it can bring about real emotion and give you that power to bring something that most people don't have. So, yeah, so it, it's, and, and she was able to do it every night. You know, she put herself into the right physical position and was able to bring it about. Um, so, you know, yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty neat when you practice this stuff and you do it and you're like, wow, like even me, like right now I'm talking with my hands. So maybe yeah. the listeners can, can hear um, a emphasis and, um, you know, expression through, my movement, as opposed if I was just not doing that, all of a sudden my voice becomes less uh, excited and, you know, it, it, it tones it down. But you can use all of those to your advantage. Being smart and learning these things is what separates us and helps you grow your business and get more, you know, get more um, um, auditions. So. There you go. This is the <laughs> physical voice acting that we came here to learn. This is yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> That's great insight. So cool. let's move into our last audition here for I the know, day. Poor our last person's is... like, come on now, let me get to me. What up, guys? Welcome back to Gold Spotters, the pod all about cutting your teeth and getting noticed in the music biz. Today, we're taking an in-depth look at crafting original cover art that captures both the vibe of your track and who you are as an artist. Plus, I'll teach you how to create a looping visual to enliven your image on streaming platforms. What up, guys? Welcome back to Gold Spotters, the pod all about cutting your teeth and getting noticed in the music biz. Today, we're taking an in-depth look at crafting original cover art that captures both the vibe of your track and who you are as an artist. Plus, I'll teach you how to create a looping visual to enliven your image on streaming platforms. Really awesome. Good. Awesome. Well, what a great audition yep. to end with. Anthony, I'll kick it off, uh, or I'll throw it over to you to, to kick this one off. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so uh, for starters, I could, I, I love the fact that I heard different changes with the different um, uh, samples that they gave. I mean, I really like that. And this one, to me, had probably the, the best accent, if you will, I felt. Out of all of them, um, I, I, I it just it just felt the best to me from an accent standpoint. Um, I would, I would love like, and this is the thing to me. Like, I would love for this person also, and it, it, same for all of them, but this person especially because I think they could have um, also even added a not a, a just knock it out of the park if they would have taken one or two spots. And done something a little bit crazy. A lot of times, all it takes, everybody, is one word. One word in an audition or a place to emphasize it differently. So remember, you've got some modes of emphasis, right? We've got you can speed up, you can slow down, you can pause before or after a word, 
All right. You can use your proximity to the mic with volume and intimacy. All right. As well as pitch variation. You've got these modes of expression that you can utilize. If you just use one of those in one place to, to make the whole piece stand out, the rest of your piece reinforces it. I thought this accent was fantastic in this audition. I, I really did. And I really thought that I could listen to this person too. I thought this would be a great opening as well. Um, I just think if we as, because this was the last one, if we look at everyone as a whole and adding them all together, everybody listening, you know, we, you got to think that this is how all auditions are going to be, right? Everyone is going to kind of sound similar. So what are you doing to stand out? How are you standing out from everybody else? Um, and yes, there was little bits here and there as we identified that people stand out. And, and honestly, everybody was good. So how do you pick then when everybody is good? It was like, um, you know, it was not very much, but I did play a little football in college. And one thing I remember the coach said, it was like, you know, now, you know, everybody you, you go against is good. Everybody here is good. So how do you then be better? Right. Well, you have to then stand out and above the rest by doing something different. So anyways, I, so that was that was kind of the totality of everything. But, yes, I really did enjoy this piece. I thought the accent was very good. It felt very natural, not pushed. Um, but again, I'm when I listened to that last one, too, I'm thinking everybody who was it that stood out more than anybody? Right. Because it all because kind of, you know, and if you've ever been in a casting. So I used to do I also used to do casting uh, for actors and it was like cattle calls. You'd go in there and it'd be hundreds of you sit there with about 30 other people and there's a stage and it's just hundreds of people one after another, a minute or less. Just you just one in one out and everybody starts to look the same. How do you separate yourself? You've got to do something different, everybody. All right. You got to do something different. If you did nothing but auditioned and tried different things, you'd have amazing results. Um, at least be fun ride for one thing. But anyways, I got off topic with that. I thought I thought this person did great. Love their accent. Um, and um, yeah, and I, I love the, the difference that they showed because that was pretty cool. I think I heard a quote about that from I'm pretty sure it was Ryan Gosling. He was saying that he he. Back in his his earlier days, he'd be sitting there waiting to go in, looking around the waiting room, thinking, every single guy in this room looks exactly like me. How am I ever going to do anything that's different from any one of them? And that was his mindset going to each audition is, I have to do something different than that room full of guys, or I'm just going to be completely forgotten. I'm pretty sure it was him that, that had said that, but I, I could be totally off, but it's it's the same sort of uh, the, the concept. You just have to stand out. Did you, that, that just reminded me, did you hear about, um, I can't remember where it was, I saw a video of it. But it was Biff from Back to the Future. And did you ever hear him talk about his audition for no. Biff? The no. Basically, so he went into the audition, you know, he was a young guy, and he got called. And, um, you know, he had seen all these, these, these really famous people auditioning, and he thought there was no way in the world that he would win the audition. So, you know, he went in there, and he's like, what, what do you do? Could I do differently? So he said uh, something about, like, he said, he asked him, could I get on the table? So we like got on the table and did the whole thing about the the yelling and all the stuff on the table. And then he jumped off and left and thought, there's no way I'll ever get it. And then they called him and said, we loved what you did because you were completely <laughs> different than everybody else. I mean, it just it, it just over and over again, you know, it, it's proven that when we have these situations, be unique, you know, yeah. go back to it, um, be uniquely yourself or add something unique and give it a shot. So I These love what casting this directors with were those probably, stories, right? Life is littered with those stories. The casting directors were probably bored to tears sitting yeah, there eating their yeah. lunch. Like, come on, give me something. Exactly. Because, exactly. you know, and, and again, all, all five of these were wonderful. I mean, I thought all of them did a great job. And, and you, but you have to pick one. And then you want to pick and then you think, well, which one is going to, and don't forget this, everybody. People are saying, which one is going to help me? Right. Which one is going to help me and what I'm trying to do the most? Okay. So that's where you have to think, you know, how, how, you know, if I was going to do this, what would I want to for them, you know, and, and yes, you have to process all this in five minutes or less. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is part, and that's why the archetypes are very helpful. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, but uh, all of them were great. Um, but I, I don't know if, if, you know, there was, we, we could, I would have loved one person to just be totally out there, but that's okay. I, I thought they all did really good. So, 
Hopefully that helps though, because this is all about learning. Sorry, this is all about growing no, okay. and learning, right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. It can also be difficult, but also probably very intimidating, especially like you're saying, like there's just a hundred people lined up. They're all saying the same lines. Like, how do you be you? Because you know who you are, but you have to show it in a different way. And it's like, it can be intimidating, but you, you just have to go through it. Like if you, at least you tried at the end of the day, but you know, like even for you, for example, like you started somewhere, like everyone starts at a certain oh, point and <laughs> oh, you laugh. <laughs> oh, well, I, I think anyone who starts somewhere, we all laugh about it when we start like, oh my goodness, yeah. we did start somewhere and it was not pretty, but you know, you, you did start and you learn along the way. Um, and you don't give up, but I think there does come a point in all of our careers, uh, especially I think in voice acting where at least it did for me, where I I mentioned earlier, where I I literally said, is anybody listening? I wasn't lying. I actually did that. Then you get to, you, you, you'll, there's a point where you have to get to the point where I don't want to use the word where you feel like I don't care anymore, but you have to get to that point where who am I, you know, I don't care that. Um, I'm I'm going to go outside the box and do something different and they may not like it, mm-hmm. right? They may not want what I'm doing. Be okay with that, you know, because the likelihood is they've heard this, just what you guys said. They're the same thing over and over and over again. Um, you know, we had this one dude, I'm not kidding. I, I We watched hundreds of auditions. He came in. <laughs> he came I. He came in, stood in front of all of us, and pulled his pants down. And now he had clothes on. Really? Oh, wow. Now, I, I don't remember anything about anything else about that, <laughs> but that one, and this was like 30 years ago, that one, that one act that guy did, you know, and, and that was his way of underneath it, but yeah. the fact that he, he did that, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's probably in his mind, how am I going to stand out? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. do the my whole audition. Seriously. Like that, and you know, it just because everybody's kind of, what in the world? Yeah. <laughs> but it caught everybody's attention after hours and hours of being there. Um, so yeah, just, just so. to prove a point that you you've got a part of yeah. part of the industry that a lot of us don't coach on a lot of times because it's hard. Is how do you stand out? And there is a difference a lot of times be- between your audition and the final performance. It's not talked about very often because it, it often puts people on the spot. Why don't you know? How do I stand out? What makes me different? And how do I bring that at the same time when it comes to do the show performance? I'm also still professional enough to be able to deliver what they're looking for, but also getting their attention. I mean, this is it's a lot of fun and it's a challenge. But but knowing that in advance gives you the ability to push yourself to try things that you wouldn't normally think that you'd need to try, you know? Right. So, yeah, it, I think that's where full-time VO artists have a bit of an advantage over people who may be sending in four or five auditions a week is that I feel like you would have a better uh, ease of going into the studio and thinking of auditions as disposable and throwing them away and not caring so much to, to your advantage and to your ability to say, you know what, this company doesn't like their script feels very polished and I want to make it lighter and just put like a little laugh at the beginning or something. Whereas someone who does three auditions a week, they might think there's no way I'm ruining this, you know, one hour that I have to send in auditions. Dude, you were right on the money with that. I mean, I think you're, I think you nailed it because when I first started, I, I worked full time during the day. I came home, you know, I picked up the kids, uh, and uh, you know, my wife got home, we made dinner, was with the kids for a couple hours, put them to bed. Then, you know, my wife went to bed. So I started doing my my voiceover work at 10 p.m. And then I would work until about 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning and I'd get up at 6. And I did that for a couple of years because that's the only time I had to work on my business. And you are absolutely the 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 time between when I was working then and then when I went full time, the difference is night and day. So don't if you're listening and that's your life right now, there is a difference. However, that doesn't mean it's not possible because a lot of us have done it. What it means, though, is which I like what you said, it, it can feel like I only have a certain amount, but that's where you've got to listening to this right now, hearing people talk about it. Go for it anyways. Go for it anyways, no matter what, because, you know, starting that now more than ever and branding yourself, too, which is a whole nother world. Right. But but yeah, but I, very good. Good. Um, good comment there. I think that's very true. I think a lot of people feel that way. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the time has come. 
we have to pick a winner. Oh, and unfortunately, Lord. in this podcast, there can only be one winner. So if, if you were the casting director here, you were picking a talent for your project, who would who would be taking the job? Ooh, this is rough. This is rough. I, I <laughs> really, really, <laughs> that's hard. There's, I mean, all of them did really well. I think if it was me, I would pick... Drum roll, please. <laughs> Insert drum roll. The yeah. is killing me. <laughs> you know what? It's hard for every coach. Every month that we we have a coach on the show, they, they have a hard time choosing. I can tell you why, too. Because as a coach, I could work with all five of these people because I thought they were amazing. And and we probably, as a coach, thinking, hear. oh, well, this person, they could bring out this, and this person could bring out that. And, you know, because we all, ha- you know, so so maybe that, that could be it while, too. But, you know, um, I think just... Ugh. So I think I'm going to go with, honestly, Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Gold Spotters, the pod all about cutting your teeth and getting noticed in the music biz. Today, we're taking an in-depth look at crafting original cover art that captures both the vibe of your track and who you are as an artist. Plus, I'll teach you how to create a looping visual to enliven your image on streaming platforms. Let's get started. Because to me, there was something there that separated them than the uh, him from the rest. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about it. Again, it wasn't, you know, there was, uh, everybody had their own things, but that's why I chose that one. Okay, yeah, he definitely sounded like the the podcast host that, I would want to listen to so great choice. <laughs> and, and again, I would, and it's just because I would have picked all, you that know, because I'm like, let's do them all. We'll do five different. Every podcast, it's a different intro. That'd be interesting. <laughs> That's great. Anyway. <laughs> well, what a great choice for the winner. Um, so we're gonna wrap up now, Anthony. Um, so thank you, thank you all so much for tuning into Mission Audition. We hope this episode has really helped you learn more on physical voice acting, bringing your performances to life. So, Anthony, how can talent get in touch with you? Awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I run Avios Journey Elite Academy. So you could just go to uh, www.aviosjourney.com and uh, you could check us out. You could check me out there. Also, I mean, all my socials, it's just, I know it's it's crazy. Avios Journey, I'm, I know we're finishing up, but it, what happened was is that the reason why that name came about real quick is because I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk about on a podcast. And I didn't know what else to talk about when I was young because I'm like, I'm going to market my business and I got to do a podcast, right? Because people say do a podcast, but like I have nothing to say, which probably a lot of us are in that position. So I said, well, I'm going to document my journey. So that's where A space VO's journey, uh, space journey of VO's journey. Now, looking back on it, I could have, you know, the title is long and very difficult to market, but. Hey, but it's got a story. It's, that's right. Well, it's in a story. Well, after a couple hundred podcast episodes later and, you know, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of videos, but yes, Avio's journey, that's how it came about. So if any, any social media platform I'm on at Avio's, at Avio's journey. Uh, and, um, you know, the Academy is, is where I do all my training, um, as well. So that's how you can get a hold of me. Perfect. Well, listeners, we have many scripts that you can practice, including today's at voices.com slash blog. And for any additional resources from Anthony, feel free to follow and reach out to him on socials. Thank you all for tuning in. My name is Vanessa and my amazing co-host is Randy and we're signing off. We'll see you guys next time. Happy auditioning. See you later. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you.